Hello, and welcome to Getting to Know Your Friends. I'm your host, Zach Rowland, as always, with me, my friend, Bronson Gilmore. Hey, man. Thanks yeah. for having me on Yeah, the, thank you for coming. the show. Yeah, yeah, so you and I have been friends for a really long time. Yeah. Yeah. Very long yeah, time. Yeah, like, ridiculously. Uh, the beginning of high school. I mean, we were friends. We, 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 blo- we bloomed were, a friendship. Is that how you say Well, bloomed? we were forced in the same garden. There we go. And then eventually became the same tree. Oh, it's so beautiful. That's a great <laughs> way to put it. Yeah. Uh, cool, cool. So, uh, so yeah, we're just going to kind of back that up a little bit, get to know you, and then uh, like where you've come from, what you've done, and all that fun stuff. So, uh, so where are you originally from? I'm originally from. Uh, I was born in Raytown, Missouri. Okay. Uh, and then we moved to the Kansas side. There's like, I really don't even know how to explain it, but Google Kansas City. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. So we moved to the greater metropolitan Kansas City area, which mm-hmm. is you know, on the Kansas side of State Line Road. Uh, right. So Overland Park, Kansas, is where I call home. Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah that's uh, pretty much where I'm from. But you know, Kansas, yeah. Kansas, and then I moved to yeah, Overland yeah, Park. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Uh, so where did you go to? Uh, see, so I know the area. The viewers and the listeners may not know the area. Yeah. But like, where did you go to elementary school? Uh, <laughs> elementary school. I went to Maranatha Academy. Oh, it I know was, Maranatha. Yeah. It yeah. Was a, uh, uh, break off or part of Full Faith Church of Love. Mm, uh, so full so, of love, aren't they? Yeah, it was great. Um, I um, good people, but. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so I was an evangelical Christian uh, private school. Cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah, and then middle school... <laughs> it was interesting. Same thing? Middle school, I was... Uh, I, I made sure I got kicked out of the private <laughs> school in sixth grade. Uh, I, I, did, I did an incident because I, I really wanted to leave that school. So I got pulled out of that and was homeschooled from the second half of sixth grade through... Um, uh, through seventh grade, okay. and then in eighth grade, I went to a um, public middle school and mm-hmm. got so picked on that I begged to go back to the evangelical school. Wow! And then got kicked out of there again, and then I ended up at uh, high school with you. The roundabout way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Although I wasn't in theater until I got into high school, so okay. there was issues until then. I mean, I did like a summer theater program sure. at uh, Roland Park Community Center. Yeah. And but I outgrew it. But the dome. High school. Did they have the dome. Yeah, they had the yeah. dome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I outgrew it, and like I was actually, I, I actually went there one summer too long, and they were like, "You, you have to. Narnia's over. You, have, uh, you can't come back." Uh, the teacher was a lion. Uh, it, but um, yeah. So yeah. So I basically, when I wasn't performing or didn't have that option, I was. Uh, not, not. I wouldn't be a bad kid. I didn't like you know push drugs yeah. on people, but I was certainly. Um, uh, stubborn and very willful if, sure. I, if I didn't have the uh, outlet. Yeah, I feel like we had a very similar um, personalities growing up too, where like, yeah. you wanted to be not m- mean or bad because yeah, like yeah. I got picked on too, but I yeah, wanted yeah. people to laugh at me. I wanted yeah. to be like a center of attention in a good way. Yeah, yeah. And, and I was just like, I'm bad at everything. I was <laughs> really bad at everything. I did every sport. I did... Uh, Soccer. I did basketball in elementary school for three years, uh-huh. and um, I never scored a basket except the third year. I still, I just don't pay attention. I didn't understand that. I mean, I guess I did, but I just didn't care. But you know, when you switch the side of the court, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm wearing a basketball shirt, which is ironic. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, the first time the Knicks, the Brooklyn uh, Nets played the New York the Knicks. Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, yeah. Ah, it was a really good game, actually. Yeah, yeah it was the first great. basketball game I ever saw live. But cool. It reminded me of how bad I was. So I, I actually scored a goal for the other team. I started running down and like no one was chasing me and I was like yeah and I looked and everyone was just like oh my god and then my I don't remember my mom or my dad but the coach afterwards they always went out for pizza after mm. and because I did that he was so mad and I don't even know we may have even won but he told my parents he didn't want me to come out to pizza oh. the other kids and oh. one of my parents flipped oh. I, don't remember, I just remember that, you know my parents always like Backed me up, yeah. Because you know, people said some messed up shit as a kid, so like, like you know, to a, to a kid that acts up a little bit, people, yeah. other people will insert, especially in the Midwest, like they'll insert their stuff. And but my parents always have my back, yeah. you know. Yeah, and I know your parents. They're, they're yeah, good people. They're, they're sweet they're people. They're really cool. That's good. That's good. But yeah. Yeah. Kansas. So yeah, Kansas is uh, <laughs> it's a lovely place. place. Interesting. It's, yeah. It's a hard place to grow up if you are if you're eclectic. Yeah. You know yes, what I'm saying? Exactly. Um, yeah. So you shine Mission North then? Yes. That's us. Mission North. Yep. Yeah. Freshman year. The Indians. Sorry. Right? I guess it sounds bad now, but yeah, the Indians. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, Indians, right? I mean, they're still the Indians. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They haven't yeah, yeah, been yeah. sued yet by any tribal councils or any tribal councils. Now that sounds. Okay. Well, I don't. <laughs> we're entering a realm we don't know what we're talking about. Nope. Um, uh, so, freshman year, uh, yeah, we met, 
And um, but like, what were you up to? Like, what were you into your freshman year? You were just coming into like a whole another situation. Um, I was just my social skills developed quite late, so I was really that was it was sort of like every other school I've been to, either the kids didn't like me or the, and the teachers didn't like me. Like like because the the Christian school was very much you know. I just didn't really fit that mold of yeah. what everyone else was doing. So actually, when I got to public high school, I found that I still got picked on from the kids because I was raised sort of in a little bubble, and then I went, you know, that's why I got picked on in public middle school, but when I went got to high school, the kids still picked on me, but the teachers really liked me. They mm-hmm. were really nice, because you had kids with, like, other problems, like beating kids up, or, like, you know, their parents are drug addicts, and all this other stuff, yeah. and, like, and for that, I think I was kind of a relief for the teachers, and plus, like... I, my parents are very funny, and, mm-hmm. and um, my brother and sister, everyone's very funny, so when it actually comes down to a conversation with people, when they actually want to hear what I have to say, it's, I get along with them, but yes. so these teachers really, I think it was, at that point, a little refreshing for them, because mm-hmm. I, I could, like, I don't know, kind of insult the other kids if they were acting up in class, so I kind of helped police the classroom early on sure, a little bit. Sure, sure. I don't say way. teacher's pet, but... Yeah, no, not, definitely not yeah, teacher's pet, you I was were an helpful. idiot, and I made them look like a bad teacher sure. with my grades, but... Um, they, uh, the teachers were nice, and, I, and, it, and uh, it was the first time I was like, oh, okay, I'm not, like, all right, cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so what was the um, first production you were in then? Well, that would have been in high school, would have been with you, I believe, was the first one. I mean, was it The Wizard of Oz? It was the first one I remember. Oh, cool, cool, uh, yeah. Yeah, because it was sophomore year of high school. We, so you didn't uh, do anything freshman year then? Because I saw, I mean, I I'm sure, sure I was in a one-act play or something. Like an ooh maybe, or something? Yeah, well, original one-act yeah. play. The ooh gosh. Yeah. I don't remember who's in the ooh Oh, yeah. That was, that was, like, um, our bread and butter. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, it was like, do you make ooh Like, yeah. they're student-directed and written plays, man. It well, was that like, was cool. And looking back, it's yeah. a great opportunity. I don't feel like a lot of people did, but, like, I remember... It's always funny when you look a few years back the stuff you just care about <laughs> so much and like and I'm like like did you really just say ooh to me like yeah. who cares but yeah. uh, back then yeah I th- I'm sure I was in one or something yeah but it was nothing uh, like chain like you know that like right. changed anything and so we were in um, Wizard of Oz Wizard of Oz yeah. I my first role ever at the high school that I was known for was the horse's ass of yeah. the horse of a different color and he was the front of the horse that's right um, yep. So, we made uh, a hell of a horse. We did make it. We, we, we actually stole really the show with horse. that horse. <laughs> we did that little dance number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was oh, like, so. I mean, it was fun, although I was a little bittersweet because my nose was attached to his ass crack. <laughs> but yeah, we did this whole dance, and it, it really tore down the house in that high school auditorium. Oh, my there. God. That was so good. Um, but that's, so that's where we, you know, like, I think that's where we really started to, like, put the pieces together because... Uh, because that was a, a tough year for me too. Like I was, yeah. I was smoking a lot of weed. Oh. I was, I was just. <laughs> How do you think I knew what that was? Oh my time? god, I was stoned every day. I made up for it later in life. Yeah, yeah, right. You just have to at some point <laughs> be like, okay, well, I'll just try yeah, to catch yeah. up with everyone. Yeah, not now. I don't know. Yeah, uh, so bad guys. Adult, don't do that. Adult mug, right? <laughs> Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> Wiley. Wiley. All right, right. Um, we are so adults. yeah, so, uh, so sophomore year, blah blah blah. Junior year. We did uh, Greece. We did, yes. Yeah, did and in Greece, you I was, really started to take. I like, took. I got. Tell me about junior year. It was a good year for you too. Junior year was good because at the summer after sophomore year, uh, I was honestly so humiliated by being the horse's ass, and that was my nickname uh, mm-hmm. for the rest of the year. Yeah. And, uh, not given by me. N- not well, no, but kind of because I was the back of you. Sure. So like you, you were associated with it oh, for sure. But um, uh, I just got you know when I get in a corner and I feel too if I felt like too ostracized this has always been me even as an adult but at that point I was just like I really like doing this stuff I know I can do this stuff I just never sang before mm-hmm. I never that I sung in the shower and I, I like always had a pretty good pitch but I took my first voice lessons that summer and I was like I want I said I don't want to be under a sheet next year yeah. you know and so I worked really hard with this voice teacher and she was really good and I just at the time I could sing and I was like oh okay so I came back and I just basically worked my ass off. I yeah. went home every day that summer and I worked on the same song and then it just it worked out well. But it was like 
I, I've never, it was one of those few, you know, once in your life, every once in a while, you like, just get hooked on something yeah. and you work like so hard for it. That was the first time I'd ever been like, I'm getting it, I don't care whatever happens. Like, mm-hmm. I have to just have a singing line. I don't want to be a dancing horse that no one can see me. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm better than the back of a horse. Although, that, that, that was the thought at the time. Like, right now, that sounds awesome now. It's like, no responsibility, no pressure. I just yeah. get to walk out and dance. That sounds, I would Steal love that shit now. Now yeah. I would love that shit. Do that on Broadway. No one's going to be like, he was a horrible horse's ass. Like, like, yeah. you know, uh, but uh, but at the time, I would just remember I was like, because I felt, you know, picked on about it, and so I wanted to do better. Yeah. Um, and so I worked really hard, and I, yeah, yeah it, did. it worked. So the next year, I think I got uh, a lead in everything. Yeah, but it, it definitely, yeah. yeah I remember. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. This is where my competitive is. And I'm like, why is he getting things that I'm not? Uh, no. It was a cold war. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, so it was just that. I mean, and I also didn't have any friends really in high school, so I, like you were working hard. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like I didn't go and hang out with anybody. Right. I just went home and stared in the mirror and practiced monologues and singing. I continued to smoke weed. Yeah. So see, that was my problem. Yeah, I'm like, I was not focused. I was yeah, yeah. just. I would like. I really commend you for that. I think that's really. I didn't know that, that at that time you were 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 like working so hard and trying to put yourself into a position to get that like role or get that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like that that makes me. Really, I mean, like respect you and look up to you a lot more because it's like, oh, so long. Yeah, but yeah, 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 yeah. That's begin- that's the beginning to what now I know how dedicated you are to what you want. You yeah. know, I-, I will say though, like it would have been nice to have social skills back then. Like, sure, because like, it took like took me like halfway way through college before I made people like be like, oh yeah, you want to hang out? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. Uh, all right, so let's get to senior year. Then we can like, yeah. get to college and I can find out all that. Fun oh college yeah, stuff. college. college so like, senior year, fiddler on the roof. You and I, that Cold War. Yeah. Syndrome once again. That was again. actually pretty out in the open war. We, um, yeah, but you know, like, I felt we like we handled it really well. Oh, yeah, so both of us auditioned for the role Sorry. of Tevye in, well, just to the viewers and yeah, the yeah. And listeners, we, vo- we both uh, auditioned for the role of Tevye in Fiddler on the Roof, yeah. and we were both the only guys who could grow you know, beards, per se. And yeah, yeah. The, oh, I actually the, couldn't grow a beard at all. I actually couldn't grow facial hair until after that show. Okay. And I'm, then I turned into Esau, <laughs> which is a Bible character, if you had went to Evangelical Christian School, you'd know all about him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, read about uh, it. It's really hairy Bible characters. Yeah. So okay. So uh, at least we we fit the part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Big guy, big guys. We were both good. Right. Good at yeah. acting. Yeah. And you got it. You kill. And I remember. I still remember the audition. I tell the story, and I also wrote an essay about it too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you be pretty big influence in my life. Yeah. You know, whether oh, you know or no. <laughs> yeah. And he's gonna murder me on the podcast. Yeah. That's no. true. What, what, an essay? What did you? Write yeah. I wrote an essay. Uh, I had to write an essay for uh, when I became an Eagle Scout. Oh, yeah, I yeah. did that stuff. See, and, uh, that's why you're better with people. You yeah, like, well, learn... You should, <laughs> I wish you'd have been here during Sandy. Oh, boy. I, you should have seen what I was trying to save the apartment with. Oh, CVS bags on the just, window. Yeah, plastic bags and stuff. We would have had boards up. It would have been crazy. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, I wrote... Because I, uh, I I stood in one day. Because you got the role of Tevye, and you, mm-hmm. rightfully so... I remember you your audition. You put up a good fight. Yeah, I, I, yeah but you, not, you did not make it easy. You had the little, like the little nuance that that really sealed the deal. And I like, and, I, and that's well, why. It's I also know. a high school production. Who knows that the yeah. teacher was drunk when she cast? I don't know. Yeah, she was. Yeah, yeah. Maybe high. Uh, so, uh, but I like wrote the essay about how like one day I stood in for you when you were sick, and like I had to, I was your understudy, and so I had to stand in, and then I. I think I either like called you or or, or emailed you. I can't remember what I did, but I, I was just like, "Hey, man, I want to let you know, like, you know, I know how tough this role is for you, and oh, I, think I think you're doing a great job." Yeah, thank you. Know? you. I appreciate that. Yeah, because I was like, "Man, like the stresses that that role puts upon you yeah. at that age." Yeah. It's, Ridiculous. Yeah, the uh, old age of eighteen. No, when you're that. Oh yeah, it's, no, it's, it's, you're kind of weird to try and play an old man at eighteen. Yeah. You know? And unfortunately, that I ended up playing. Uh, not unfortunately. Well, I ended up playing like old Jewish guys all through college. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like I was like I just wanted to play my own age because by the time I came out to New York, I was like. Well, who's casting for 40 year old men yeah. you know and I was like oh I really just needed to learn how to act as me yeah. and so I felt like I kind of had to get out of like I was just used to playing the older dad character I was like a professional college dad right. my degree should be BFA in theater dad yes uh, yeah, that'd be that'd be really funny to see that on a like a yeah, acting only resume. Dad like, roles. Only dad roles, please. So I feel like I feel like my career will take off when I'm fifty because I've learned to be a fifty year old man yeah. and play. Yeah, and then you can just act like your dad, and then you're yeah. just spot on. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh so <laughs> yeah, so so uh, that was a really fun time. Uh, really 
fun production. Uh, then we did another one. We did Rainmaker, where you actually got to play a younger person at that. I mean, Starbuck was kind of like yeah. A, I've never played a part like that ever again. Yeah. That was cool. That was I had uh, always been heavy. I'd lost like a like I got in great shape that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> I was taking all these dance classes. Like I was in a I was the only adult in a tap class. With, mm-hmm. like, I wasn't even an adult, but like the girls were all like four years old, and I was the only people in this beginner tap class. And then it was me. Uh, looking back, they shouldn't even let me in that class. It seems creepy, but it wasn't specified to the little yeah. girls. Was, <clears throat> they were just the only ones signing up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I got in good shape, and it was just it was the only like romantic lead role of it. Well, I did Three Sisters in college, and that same sort of thing happened again. I forgot about that. But, yeah. Well, yeah, it was out of my comfort zone. It was fun. He, you were great in that. that old man. Yeah. Another old man. Yeah, but like you have a very warming quality about. It. Like honestly, yeah. like you are more of a Tevia than I am for sure. Like Tevia would. Tevi would never have taken the time, like, I would never have taken the time to sing the Rich Man song. I would sure. have been throwing shit at God. The guy's fucking, I can't get by! <laughs> Fuck you, I'm not singing a song! You fucking screwed me! <laughs> Fuck you! You would have taken the time to sing the song. Sure, like, I would have been a little more appreciative of it. I would have been like, just God. let the Russians come, I don't want to support all these people. Get mm, the fuck out. That's funny. No, um, um, so yeah, uh, so we did Rainmaker, and then we parted ways and went to yes. colleges. Yeah, I went to KU, and you went to I went to Nebraska Wesleyan University. Tell us about um, it. It was good. Uh, it was actually. Sorry, oh, can I say on the re- recommendation of who? Of Margaret McClatchy, yeah. who was our high school teacher, very influential woman. She was, and we were fortunate. She had studied at Second City. What did she do? She had yeah. some connect. Yeah, yeah, she had, she, she did at least had classes there. She taught us improv. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So I mean, she we had we had a uh, it was called. ART Advanced Repertory Theater and at the time it was kind of an exclusive thing back when you could compete in school and mm-hmm. like get something uh, without everyone having to do it which was which is nice you know because um, it was one yeah because we were both I felt like succeeded at it so it was nice to like succeed at something where right. other people failed uh, yeah <laughs> so um Anyway, yeah, so she taught us improv. We actually learned the, learned the Herald, uh, which is long-form improv. So yep. Yeah, if you don't know, Google it. I'm, not, I'm the worst at explaining it, but All right. fun stuff. And uh, we had a sketch group, and like you and I wrote most of the sketches. Or who, you yeah, wrote we did. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Wrote, uh, we wrote a couple of sketches together. Um, yeah, our last sketch show, we had at least two or three out of like five or six that were in there. So yeah, like, yeah, probably yeah. half the show was yeah, yeah. Us, so. And that was uh, yeah. that was a cool experience. I didn't realize other yeah. high school didn't have that until I got out of high school. Me though. too. Yeah, like I got to spend an hour and a half. And we were also in that class when 9-11 happened. Yes. With the second plane hit, we were in that class. We watched it. I talked yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> crazy. We were watching it. And it just happened. We're like, what the fuck? Well, we were. I was in Spanish two class when that happened, and I remember they announced it on the intercom. And the first hour. Yeah. And yeah. I had no idea, sadly, what even the World Trade Center was. I just said New York to me was like we were just talking the other day, the Ninja Turtles. Movie. Ninja Turtles. That's yeah. All I knew about That's New it. York. Yeah. I had um, no idea really what. World and Seinfeld, was. you know, was right. a place in apartments for the most part. So yeah. In, but way too big apartments. Yes. Um, it's not like that here. No, no, no. Uh, yes, yeah, so the whole apartment. This is it, guys. We have a box that we live in in New York, so. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah. So we had that experience, and then um, what was I? I'm sorry. I lost uh, 9/11. We watched. Oh it yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was during? Never forget. Yeah. Right? At um, the Toy Theater. Yeah. So yeah. they announced it on the intercom for the first playing, and I remember the teacher. I didn't know what it was. Other kids were like goofing around in the back, joking around because we just were ignorant. We didn't know what the World Trade Center was, which is really stupid. Um, but uh, I remember the teachers face. I'd never seen such a horrified look on a person's face before and she couldn't even like really teach the class. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think she was trying to look it up on the internet, but it was still dial up on the teacher computer. So yeah. they just made an announcement, something horrible happened, enjoy your studies. Uh yeah. they should have just let us out that day probably. But um Yeah. Then we went to our my what was it, second block, I don't remember. Yeah, third, third block, third block, block. yeah. yeah. And that was ART, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we went to that and we were sitting there and that's when the second plane hit. Yeah. And I remember Margaret McClatchy, this lady was awesome. She looked over at me and like it was Pete and I were I was a rival with this other guy, mm-hmm. Peter, and he's an amazing guy, hilarious guy. He Peter teaches, Macy. Peter Macy yeah. teaches uh, teaches English in Japan, very funny guy. Yeah. Uh, I bet but country loves him. Um, yes. She looked over both of us, and we had both just turned. I was about to turn eighteen, and or something. And she just looked at both of us, and she goes, "You better hope there's not a draft." And like, I was just like, "Oh my 
my god. Because I don't know, she came from a very real place, and him and I looked at each other like, <laughs> it was really <laughs> I must have missed that because I was in the class with you guys. Yeah, we were sitting I right just... next to each other looking at the TV, and she just looked at us both. Like, you two. To both of us, because we were both like, our, you know, we were like kind of rivals. I don't know, and she just looked at us both and goes, you better hope this not a draft. And I was like, oh my god. Like, you just hit me like, and also, because we didn't, I never got to learn what happened in Vietnam in high school, because my AP history teacher was obsessed with the Civil War, so we just uh, actually never made it past the Civil War. I don't like, think she, anybody did. She kept extending the Civil War section, so yeah. I don't know, World War II, Vietnam, I've had to Google research my own stuff. Yeah, Cold War, I had to I had to Google Cold War, because I had no idea, like yeah. when I was younger, I had no idea what the Cold War was. Yeah, I did, with, yeah. yeah, the educational gap, so really, uh, unless it happened in the Killer Angels, uh, it was a Civil War novel. I don't know what happened, and I also yeah. forgot that whole book. Yeah. Been in the frame. Okay. yeah, you're good. All right. uh, so uh, it's all about the listeners, right? The listeners, um, oh. people who view you guys are great, but you need to subscribe more. Um, I don't care. Yeah, thanks. Well, for <laughs> uh, so let's talk about uh, college. Let's fast forward a little bit to college. Just okay. college now. So tell us about Wesleyan. <laughs> Wesleyan, <laughs> yeah. So uh, Mark and Mrs. McClatchy went to uh, Nebraska Wesleyan. She recommended that school. I uh, put no effort into applying for colleges. I just took, you know, her word was gold to me, so I just took her at her word. And mm-hmm. um, uh, I went out there to visit with my brother, and he had been to KU. He'd been to the state school, and this was a small little place in Lincoln. And all he kept saying the whole visit was, do not go here. Do not go here. Do not go here. It looks lame. It looks boring. It was so tiny. And he's used to, like, a big school sure. with all these opportunities. And I was like, this is how stupid I was. I went into, uh, I was in the music department, and they showed us their music practice rooms. Now, I was always getting shushed, you know, often in my life, practicing singing and stuff, because I'm a loud person, and I was just enamored with the fact that they had rooms that you could just go into as a student and practice, and no one would bother you. You could practice uninhibited. And I thought, for some reason, that was unique to this college, just based on no experience at all. And so I decided that day I was going there, because they had music practice rooms. Wow. And I got like a few hundred dollar scholarship for acting, and I was doing the Dogberry monologue from uh, Much Ado About Nothing. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. a good monologue. I like yeah, yeah, but I but I forgot part of it, and th- the whole drive up there, my brother and I, it was really, it was that time when the Arnold Schwarzenegger prank calls were big. You know, I remember. Who's daddy and yeah. what did he do? So we were doing that the whole drive up there, and so what happened was I got scholarship because I was doing this Dogberry monologue and forgot part of it. And I was like, I was like, Dost thou that not suspect my place? Oh, wow. Dost thou not suspect my years? Like, and so, and then at the end of the mall, I just go, fuck you! And like, they gave me a scum. Wow. Stupid. Really? Just out there. Yeah. yeah you were just yeah, putting yeah. all that. Yeah, that's yeah. really funny. But I went up there, my goal, I, I didn't really want to do theater so much as I really wanted to do sketch, and I wanted to start a sketch group out there, and mm-hmm. I got, um, the, when the head honchos of the theater department at the time said no, he thought it was, Hackish, you know. And so I didn't. So then I went through this whole phase where I'd done Speaker Name Desire, and I was really trying to be this like hardcore actor guy. And yeah. I tried really hard to be serious, and I was miserable as hell. Yeah. Uh, I did some. I did some cool acting stuff. I learned a lot about like the serious aspect of it, and, like more focus, you know, mm-hmm. and like don't, I, you know, I don't need to play for a laugh. And I felt like the more truthfulness I learned during that phase really helped me do comedy now. But yeah. at the time, it was really me trying to be something like wasn't yeah. supposed to be. You sure, know? sure, sure. Like, yeah. Yeah, like you were going to end up going to like London and doing like yeah, all Yeah, I mean, it would be great. Of course. It would be great, but like when it basically whenever I tried, whenever I did do a serious part, even if it did go well, but like you still get like laughed at the parts and I would get really mad when mm-hmm. I got laughed. I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't because I had like a snarky look on my face. It was just, I don't know. I was, you're funny because, guy. Well, I was also gigantic at the time. I was about, uh, oh, I was 300. It, it, when you're a certain size, and I'm sorry, at least in my experience. No, I know, I was 350. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like everything you do is just like, it's like if you're funny, that's great, but then there's like an extra little body jiggle. That's like, that, yeah, you're just like, something, something, something funny. And then, and then people, there's like an extra added thing. So you have to work harder when you're, you lose weight. Yeah. Uh, I think it's no, so, it's true. It's true. I mean, yeah. I was big. You know, yeah, yeah. Like, like you have been in so like, the same problem. Like, yeah. You just get to that point where you're just like, I, I even looked at myself in the mirror. and was like, 
you just look hilariously fucking fat. Yeah, and that, and, and, that, and that was one thing that I was, I was, I, was, I remember I get really upset sometimes yeah. in the audience because I was like, I don't know what they're laughing at. Like, if they're laughing at the truthfulness of the acting and how true it is, then that's great, and I'm happy with myself. But if they're laughing at the fact that I'm not being a good actor and I just look like I'm not taking it seriously, that right. makes me really mad. And I'm extra mad if they're laughing at it because it's a fat guy doing it. Right. You know? And I definitely went through a phase of just like, really, I was upset after every show, no matter how old the show was. I'm usually, I'm pretty hard on myself about shows and stuff. Not as much as I used to be, but... I do take it very seriously. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. oh uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm always t- uh, critiquing myself after a show, being like, "Well, I fucking could have done that better." Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. Why were they? Why were they not laughing? Yeah, why yeah, were they yeah. laughing? Yeah, why? yeah. Questioning. Everything. I think it's, I, it's dangerous to do it in improv. I try not it to. Is. I don't. I'm much better about not thinking about an improv show anymore. Yeah, you really have to let it go. Because that's like that's what's cool about that art form is it's just in that moment. But yeah. if it's a show that I've rehearsed and something doesn't hit, well. Then I get mad because mm-hmm. it's been rehearsed and I want to, it's, you rehearse to fix things, you know, and uh, I do make that distinguish between when someone's saying they're going, I have a friend that says she's going to improv rehearsal and it drives me nuts because she says, oh, I'm at, I was at rehearsal and I'm like, okay, and I'm like, is she in a play? And then I realize yeah. she means improv practice, practice and like, yeah, and it, there is a, to me a big distinction where, yes, you're rehearsing an art form, but you're not rehearsing a show, you're rehearsing... You know, you're practicing. You exactly. Know? So I like. I used to not like it, the term uh, uh, practice, because I felt like some. At least I know that in New York, some people didn't take the term practice professionally. Right. Like they would show up late to, to practice. Like a know? practice group. But I'm thinking of it as a rehearsal. But now, yes. now, I mean, you should never show up late to anything, really. No. But uh, I do take it as a practice now, not a rehearsal. Yeah. Know? So I'm not, I'm easier on myself with improv, and I feel like because if you're too hard on it afterwards, then it does it puts you in your head. You know exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And if anyone that's ever done it knows yeah. that. But. But I am very hard on myself about plays and yeah. like, a sketch show. For, I take that just as seriously as I would like a play. And yeah. I don't, yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's good. It's good to take it seriously, but you have to figure out which degrees. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You don't want to focus on the wrong stuff and not have fun. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. It is all about having fun. I mean, yeah, yeah. We get wrapped up in the the critique side of it, and we yeah, have fun. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. That's you know. Right. Slope. So let's move a little bit forward again to New York. You moved here. What year? I moved here the day the recession hit. I landed here in 2008. Ooh. After I graduated college, uh, it ended on I did have you again in college, yeah. and I developed a uh, neurological voice disorder, which uh, spasmodic disfilling. That's a whole hours, hours long thing. So I won't get into that. Sure, but I, say, say, I can't sing anymore. Right. Um, uh, and I couldn't talk for about two or three years. Like really, it, mm-hmm. it hurt to speak. So. I went to Montana because we didn't know what was wrong with me, so uh, I'd had like a doctor tell me I just needed to relax. I was too stressed out. So I went and worked with Patrick Weaver, who was a yeah. gentleman with the high school. With. He, mm-hmm. he used to go around National Park and National Park in the summers, and that was his thing that he did. Um, and worked there, and he had told me about this job in Montana, and I was I could be a bellman out there. <laughs> so I went out to Glacier National. A bellman Park. as in like uh, like 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 people would show up with their bags, and I'd take them to okay, my room and walk. Okay. Them. Yeah, there's no there was no elevators. It was Lake McDonald Lodge. Yeah. It's a national historic monument. All right, uh, it, but it's a lodge people stay at, and it's uh, really cool. It was the one of the most amazing experiences of my life, living out in nature and stuff. So yeah. I went straight from Can- uh, Nebraska. Went. To the train station in Kansas, went to Chicago, saw my first second city show, and stayed overnight because that's what, how you get to Montana from sure. the train. I did Amtrak, fell in love with trains. Then yeah, that was, that trip was a big influence on what made me last minute decide to move to New York because I love sitting on a train. Wow, um, every idea I have is like on a train. It's so, it's so soothing to me. Nice. Um, so you took a train to New York then? No, uh, no. When I came okay. back, I flew to New York. But so okay. I did that two summers. I didn't come out to New York right after that. I did the summer job in Montana. Hmm. And uh, there was no internet connection. There was no, there was no um, phone really without using a payphone unless you had someone drive you into town. I didn't have a car, so it was like the it forced you to relax. Like yeah. it forced you to just really in like a day with one person. There was like a hundred employees, so a day with one person there is like probably like three weeks of a friendship because you just it's just like mountains and you know. And like, and you get what's called lodge goggles, so everyone slept with each other at some point because it's just <laughs> like you're like, oh yeah, she she just looks pretty today. Like, yeah. like he looks good. You know, people, and, um, uh, just because like you just get to know people, and there's nothing to do but hike and like uh, pick huckleberries. So that's a real thing. I didn't know that. There's like a season for it. You go out, they're delicious. You can eat them right off the tree. Yeah. I spent hours in the woods just eating them. 
eating berries off a tree. You weren't concerned with like poison berries at all? You knew what you were picking? Yeah, you know what a huckleberry looks like. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. There's bear grass. You see bears. I, and I ended up, since I was the bellman, I, I would pick people up from the train station. So I would go on. There's this thing called Going to the Sun Road. And it's actually, it's the road from The Shining. That's where oh, I worked. Wow. I worked there. So, um... I was at the end of going to the Sun Road. It's, they have to repair the road every year, so it opens up later. So it's like a really dangerous man-made road built like in the, I'm not even going to say, 20s or 30s. Sure. And so every winter, the winter comes and destroys the road, but it's a huge tourist destination. And um, so people from all over the world come to drive this road. So I got to actually go pick people up from Amtrak on that road and bring them back on the road of the shine. And yeah. sometimes it would be 2 or 3 in the morning because that train's always late. Yeah. And... Um, so I'd be driving in the pitch dark, you know, on this really narrow road, and on the overhang, you could just fall off and die, picking up families that are pissed to be on a train. Like, the best part about that job was I would pick people up. They were always mad when they got in the thing, because it's always a family, and they've always been stuck on Amtrak for way too long. You know, they're missing their lodge reservation because the train's late, and they would always be arguing when I'd pick them up. And then, like, at some point, I always get off and be like, can you guys just be quiet for a second and look out your window? Everything's fine now, isn't it? And because it was... There's no product that sells itself better than the glorious mountains of Montana. Yeah. Like, I was just like, whatever happened, look outside. Like, there's no need to. Yeah. Yeah. I've never been there, but I, I hear it's just magical. If you've been to Colorado, it's like the beauty of Colorado times a million. Great. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and the people of Montana are cool because they're like, I don't, I don't, they're like a mix of like, I, I don't know. Like they all have a lot of them have guns, but they're like peaceful gun owner. They're like sure. You know, or, I mean, not to, that's they're more gamesmen. They're more gamesmen. You know, but like they don't. Well, they well, use it's it just, for it's just like showmanship. Really, like the West. I don't know. It's just the West. Yeah, I don't, and it's very. Um, I don't even know what that means. I just know that the <laughs> the people I met that were like pro gun in Montana were a lot different than the people that were pro gun in Kansas. Sure, and it's just. Also, there's a. I worked on the Indian Reservation the next year. So Montana's like gigantic, but there's not a lot of like the actual state of Montana. It's federal land, which is the government mm-hmm. uh, being uh, the national park, and so everything's protected there. So if you commit anything there, it's a federal crime. Right. If you're on the Blackfoot Indian Reservation uh, in Montana, to commit anything there, you're under their rules. And so there's not a lot of actual like Montana that's not like owned by not the. I don't know. Yeah. Because I worked in both areas, and it was just weird how different laws are. Like, if you kill, like, a gopher in the National Park, that's a federal... You're breaking right. federal law. That's right. a big deal. And a guy killed a, a whistle pig, uh, some sadistic, crazy dude I worked with, and, like, it was this big deal whether they are going to let him off the hook or not, because he, he did that on federal yeah. property. That's, like, yeah, that's destroying federal property. Well, it's it's, yeah, protected, yeah, protected yeah. animals. And, yeah, it's messed up. So then the next summer, I worked on the Indian Reservation for two weeks, and I saw a guy just get beat up, like, horribly, like, from a movie, uh, or in real life. Um, well, yeah. And so I begged the laws to take me back, because the year before I quit early, so, long story short, Montana's yeah. beautiful, some of the people are crazy. Sure. Uh, there's the deer. You know. Yeah. There's deer. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you look more attractive <laughs> in the state of Montana. Good. Yeah. Good. All right, so then you, uh, so then you flew to New York after this? Yes. Yes. Uh, I had, uh got me out of a relationship and then I, I someone drove me to town and I was going to go to Chicago because mm-hmm. I studied Second City or I was going to go to uh, Los Angeles because I had a friend out there in LA and I wanted to study at the Groundlings um, and there was also a UCB in LA yes. as well at the time I think there was uh, yeah it, just, it was yeah, pretty it was new yeah yeah but, but I didn't know anyone um, in Chicago or in LA really mm-hmm. those are just the cities I wanted to go to I'd never been to New York been to Chicago and been to LA and um I went there, I went to town, and I don't know, I had like $450 for a ticket, and my thing was, I was like, okay, I got two months till the summer's over, two or three months till the summer's over, and I'm sick of talking about going out there. Right. So I never went out after high college, because I didn't save any money, and everyone else had, and all my friends flocked out here. And I was just starting to see them get successful, and you know, get a little jealous, but like more just like upset that I wasn't doing what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. and I had this voice thing at the time that I basically was like, I'm never going to perform again, so right. I was trying, really trying to do some other like nature lifestyle. Something else that Something that had nothing I didn't have to, right. yeah, and I just, right. I ended up being the tour guide at the lodge, like just because I was me, mm-hmm. you know, and I just could never escape doing that, being in front of people. It sure. just kept happening, as much as I was like, I just want to... I just want to get to know the deer and see a moose, you know, and yeah. chill out. And I can never, I was always antsy. Everyone else relaxed in Montana. And the whole time I was like, I've got to do something. Now if I went there, oh God, I would go. I would go to New York City. Oh, I would totally, totally enjoy it more. I couldn't enjoy a hike without, I was like, 
it's always talking about when to act. You know, it's like right. shut up, look around you, look around you. Right. Why well, I wish I could have relived that and enjoyed it more. But yeah. uh, so I went to, uh, the, to. It was like a Huckleberry themed. Everything in Montana on the drive to town was. Uh, taxidermist Huckleberry stand. Taxidermist Huckleberry stand. Taxidermist Huckleberry stand. Yeah, all, everything was Huckleberry lattes, Huckleberry milkshakes, Huckleberry jam, Huckleberry bread. If you've never had a Huckleberry, you'll understand why you can put it in anything. Like I had Huckleberry vinaigrette on your salad, Huckleberry sauces on your burgers, buffalo bison meat. Oh, yeah. like right. Oh God. So uh, makes you miss Montana. I love Montana. <laughs> I loved it, and, so, uh, and I just yeah. Oh, oh, how are we on? No, we're good. We're good. Uh, uh, I just gotta check every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah, sure, sure. Uh, so uh, I went there, and I don't know what got into me, but I was just like, I bought. Uh, I was there, and I just bought a one-way ticket to New York City yeah. for three months out, and I had just enough money for the ticket. Um, and, and I was making six seventy five an hour. I think it was federal minimum wage at the yeah. time. They they provided lodging and they took like a dollar out of your paycheck a day for food, which is awful. But um, mm. the lodge did. But uh, yeah, and so I bought it to come out here, and I was like, "What the hell did I just do?" And yeah. so and then I picked up every shift at that lodge that I could. I never went on another hike. I had three months. I waited tables. I cleaned rooms. I mowed the lawn. I took care of the flowers. Any shitty shift anyone didn't want, so they could go drink mm-hmm. at Frida's, which is this bar in town that people just—it's a lot of alcoholics there. But uh, yeah, I just worked all the time. That's and then you I got did. the money to get. I had enough. Well, I bought the, the one-way ticket, and, yeah. and uh, I was not going to go back to Kansas for the rest of the year and live in my basement. I was right. getting too old, you know. Getting too old. And it's, you know how Kansas is. There's not a lot of opportunities there at yeah. the time, especially. Um, I feel like you created a lot when you were there. That I, I had the opportunity. Yeah, to. you did. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that's awesome that you took advantage of that. Yeah. I didn't know any of that was going on, and I moved back. Um, but uh, yeah, so when I went, I came out to New York, and I was just like. That was the craziest thing ever. I, first of all, I bought the cheapest ticket imaginable, so they took me all over the country before I got there. Sure. They flew me out to uh, Seattle. I had to stay overnight in the airport, and then they flew me to Arizona, which is where like that was when. We, keep in mind, we didn't really get news at the lodge in Montana, so I, all I knew was the election was going on. At that point, it was McCain and Obama, mm-hmm. and this is right before the recession hits in 2008. So when they flew me to Arizona and I got off, I just remember being hazy. And I remember John McCain was like, John McCain suspends campaign over recession. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the hell's going on? And I landed in New York. My friend Patrick had been out here a week. He got a job, or like two weeks, he got the job at Ted's Montana Grill. Uh, <laughs> so he had a good serving job. But I landed here and there was a hiring freeze. Starbucks wouldn't hire, McDonald's yeah. wouldn't hire, KFC wouldn't hire. Not that these were the first choice jobs, but I remember getting down to that. I remember being in a suit my first week or two or three out here. I was in a suit in a fish market. Begging for a wow. job. I have my resume was yeah. like, "Have you hired?" He's like, "Ah, uh-huh. are you like the starfish?" I'm not gonna do that impression. I'm sorry, but there was a, there was a language barrier. Sure. Sorry. Sure. Um, and uh, I just remember I was like, "Really?" I'm in a fish market, like, cr- like crying. And I, I do remember I went to a KFC with bulletproof glass. I told the lady, I was like, uh, I think it was bulletproof glass. I know they were hidden behind the glass. Right. Know, it, was, it, it was a scary Kentucky yeah. fried chicken. It was not the family friendly one from the commercials. No. And I was like, I need, like, are you hiring? <laughs> you want to work here? Why? And I was like, because I need it. And she was coming tomorrow. And I never did. But uh, I worked at a KFC. Did it you was really? a family friendly one. But, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I would have been it was so fat. We were there for two months. It was fucking awful. Oh. No, it was, it was the worst. So you you're lucky, you lucked out. Good that you didn't go. Even oh, though I know you didn't go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Talking comedy tickets in Times Square, which is uh, less family friendly. True. Yeah, Times Square, it seems family friendly, but it's still a crazy place. Like, there's just yeah, so we'll work in there. Yeah. Square. Most of my jobs have been in Midtown a lot. Yeah. It's not fun. Um, but yeah, so that's how I ended up out here. And I just remember it was. I remember I woke up. I did such, so many layovers. I woke up and, like, I. Right when I woke up on the plane flying into LaGuardia, uh, the Statue of Liberty was like in my sight, you know, mm-hmm. like unintentional, and I'd been sleeping so out of it. And I just left beautiful mountains where like deer come up and ask you for food. Yeah. And I landed here where people come up and ask you for food. Yeah. I mean, they both were a mind fuck from Kansas City. Yes. Yeah. Um, people bring you food. Uh, <laughs> it's very service-oriented town. It's very nice. Yeah, yeah. service-oriented town. So. Uh, <laughs> And I just remember I was like, oh my god. And I landed and I got off at the airport. And I was like, that's when it hit me. I was like, what did you do? What did you do? Yeah, and I was, so determined, I was so determined not to 
even like and way I was lucky because if I had failed in New York that first year or two it wouldn't have looked bad on me because the recession was happening it wouldn't have looked like I failed because everyone was failing you know but I was just really, I was so pissed because I got out, I finally got out here and then the world falls apart. Yeah. And I was like, really? I was like, no, 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 I'm staying. Like, I am staying. And I just was, it was 100% optimism that first year. I was like, everything was like, I was like looking up and look at, like, look at civilization. Like, it yeah. was insane. Everything was new. Street dancers were new. People on stuff, all the shit I hate now. Like, uh, at that time, it was just like, I, I was enamored with the city. I was enamored that there was a place I could go and see comedy every night mm-hmm. and like-minded people. In college or in high school, you know, you're friends with the other people that are performers, you know. Maybe you branch off and people in choir because they also perform. But there's not, you think that that's the world of performers, you right. And you get to New York and it's like, oh, all these people I met in college that we all did, like, musical theater together, which was never really my thing, really, in my heart. Yeah. Um, I was like, there's other people that are specifically what I want to do. Yes. You know, and you meet those people and you're like, yeah, you remain friends with those people, but like the connection you make with people that really want to do what you've been doing and having no idea that there's so many of them. Yeah. You know, like it's overwhelming. Like I'm, it, but you're filled with like annoyance that there's so many people like you. Uh, and like, and, and finding out like there's so many people better than you. Yeah. You know, like, very talented people. Yeah, yeah, very, like, and just in people that, not only that, but, like, work harder than you, you know? I know I worked hard. No, I'm a lazy sack of shit. I took time to put action figures on my TV when someone else was, like, writing a show, you sure. know? And then, writing so, a script, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Making something, something uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, it, was, yeah. it was pretty uh, insane. Yeah. 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 But you did write a show, though. I did write a show. Tell us about it. Uh, I did, I wrote a, a spank yeah. uh, that had... To uh, Spanx, and yeah, um, was that, that, was that was insane. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I had taken a break from comedy for about three years, just for personal reasons, yeah. just to just get, grow up a little. Sure. Because uh, I feel like I feel like when I moved out here, I was still so naive, and then mm-hmm. New York definitely did with the recession and everything else. It was like, hey, welcome to adulthood. Fuck you. Yeah. College degree. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> stuff you thought was important, not so important. Yep. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, I guess for me, writing the show that time, it was like, uh, part of it was, not, not jealousy, but just, it was, again, it was me looking at other people, like, from when I came out to New York, I was like, other people done it before me that I had been with in college, and I was like, okay, it's my turn, I want to do this, they're going to do what I love to do, yeah. and so that was one of those moments, and this was another moment like that, where I hadn't done comedy for three years, really pursued it, I tried to, like, do commercials and stuff, but I just yeah. kind of given up on it, I'd gotten frustrated or whatever, and as most... Yeah, and people t- yeah, t- yeah. And, and I got to the point where I was like, I was basically hating my life doing it, and so yeah. I just I stopped. Um, it was just making it not fun. Uh, it became more, you know. So doing the show was more for me. Like, am I still funny? Was I ever funny? Like, it's great to be funny on one level, but now it's like people are doing it professionally. I know people on TV now after this break. I'm like, oh, I did classes with them on TV and. You know, I was like, could I have ever done any of that? I don't know. I still don't. That's not right. why. That's not why you do it. But I was like, am I still funny? Can, or was I ever? So I wanted to write this show, and um, yeah, it did well. It was fun. It was fun. Yeah, I, so I forgot how much I, uh, I, I never like put on my own show with my name on it, and that was weird because I really wrote it because I just wanted to act again and you know do stuff on stage. Yeah. And, uh, do what you do well, which is yeah, you know yeah, yeah. Do that good sketch writing. Uh, those great. Well, I, didn't know I, wrote, I didn't know I did those. Well, I did, I did yeah. improv. Well, like, we worked together. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. We, we, we yeah, yeah. It earlier. We wrote sketches that took up half the show. Oh yeah, yeah. And it was a decade. I don't remember. I mean, street sweepers or hall sweeper, hall sweeper. Yeah. The music, like there, we had a street or hall sweepers in, in high school, and so we wrote a spoof on uh, matchmaker, matchmaker for yeah. Fiddler, and we just sang about the hall sweeper, and I really just, I think we just changed the word. Yep, that's it. Just we hall, thought it was genius at that time. Hall sweeper. Yeah, yeah, but you're 18, everything's genius. Hall sweeper, hall sweeper. Anyway, but, um... <laughs> if you still had the lyrics, that would be... So oh, no, I have, I've never so thrown away anything, yeah. ever. It's hard to throw away your... I still have zebra stripe gum wrappers somewhere back in Canada, so I stayed in a box. The only thing they ever got thrown away were squeeze it bottles because they drew ants. Oh, mom got rid of them. Yeah, I remember squeeze it bottles. Yeah. That's gross. I collectively collect things. I used to. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, so you uh, so the you got the show. What uh, what else? What other things are you like trying to work towards now? What's the what's the next? Um, I, I think just for my 
personality. I mean, I'm still working on that. I'm submitting. And that was at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater, right? Yeah, for the people listening. Oh, yeah. That's a pretty big deal. I mean, uh, I, yes, it is. I mean, for me, I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, I don't like, yeah, I don't jinx it. Like, so I'm submitting it again, you know, uh, a third time, and so it, it's funny how, you know, I did that first show, and I just thought it was like, I was like, this is ready, you know, and like, then afterwards, you know, no, it wasn't. Like, it, it you know, it, it's such a weird thing creating a show and it being a constant work in progress. It's like your life, and mm-hmm. it's like sort of biographical shows, so it's interesting how... The show evolves, and also like when I come to a writing and rewriting it again, it's a, it's a very personal, like sketch comedy show. It's kind of weird to explain, but um, you know how you're feeling on the rewrite affects the new show, and so it's it's interesting. It's like a living. Do I didn't realize how when you write something and work on it like that. I've always worked with a finite script before, yep. or with improv where there's nothing finite. Yeah. And sketch is its own thing, or writing a show or producing it's its own thing, and it's a living, breathing thing, and it's been a totally fully time-consuming process for me, and a very big learning process. I feel like for the first time in my life, I actually learned how to like work with a group of people. Like right. It took me until I was 30 years old to learn how to like positively work with a group of people, and it not being like a tug-of-war thing. And yeah. that's been the most valuable thing about it. And also just like being able to like see someone else's talent and like write that for them or you know it, it's been sure. just like the most rewarding process ever I can think of that yeah. I've ever done and I definitely yeah it's it's cool it's been my life just that's great the, the, well, I, I think that's that's a, a focal point there of saying that you were you were su- successfully have been able to maintain in New York like because you hit here when the recession yeah, hit yeah. and you had a hard time getting started with all that stuff happening yeah. but you've gotten to a point now where it's like that's that's success to me I mean that you know like that's yeah, really it's, it's great yeah it's easy to forget that just living in New York is is kind of a success you know yeah. like, I could leave now three years in I felt like I still felt like I would have been a failure if I left like I could leave now and be just be like I'm, I've had enough of it you know sure. I, I will never look back at New York and regret the experience you know or like oh I didn't do what I went out there to do, you mm-hmm. know? And so as far as my career at this point, like, I want to see where the show goes. I'm having fun doing that. I do know that my mistake getting here was to just all, just do all comedy mm-hmm. to the point where I resented it. Yeah. So now I just want to do the stuff that um, either has something to say or is just, like, really fun to do. Yeah. You know, I don't want to do it just because I need to keep networking with people and meeting people and doing all that stuff. And I feel like that'll actually be, to, that it's actually been to my benefit because it's not... I don't know. In, like I'm going about it in a m- more wholesome way of why I do Good. comedy and art. Instead, yeah. I feel like I feel like the break from comedy has made it much more enjoyable for me. Yeah. Because when I moved out here, there was pressure to prove myself. Because I moved out here, yes. I had to make it in New York. I people back home were seeing if he was going to make it. I feel that pressure. All these people that were like, "You're going to go make it, Lila," and it was, I was like, you know, and they have no idea how many people uh, are so much better than you. I hate that when people like back home and they're just like, "We're going to see you on TV, and you're going to yeah. be a celebrity," and you're well, just like, "I don't." Like, I, I just, loved that though, like, growing up because yeah. it made me want to do it, and it like you know people give you that confidence. Sure. But, then you do get out here and it's like... It's not like that. It's not like that at all. It's a and fucking nightmare. It's, yeah, it's a dream nightmare. It's a weird, you know, It's a really weird dream nightmare. Uh, so, you know, especially... And I feel like maybe people from the East Coast weren't told that as much as people that don't know what they're yeah. talking about sometimes. Yeah. But the heart's in the right place. But yeah, you do get out here and you... If you were if you were too confident. Luckily in college, though, that my director in college told me I was crap a lot, so ah, it was great. Prepared you yeah, for he still it. cast me, but he definitely yeah. gave me a thicker skin. That's good. Um, and I don't think I would have been good without that college experience. But uh, yeah, but yeah, it certainly was. Uh, I don't know. New York's yeah. a trip. I love yeah. it. I love it. Hate it. Hate it in the winter. Hate it in the winter. I don't. My my debate now is like I want to move to LA, but I uh, I don't know if I hate New York winters more or if I hate Dryden more. Sure. Uh, I feel yeah, like I'm, really, I'm, well, I'm, also, I'm less dangerous to people if I'm just experiencing a winter. I'm much more dangerous on the road. I'm a horrible driver. Oh boy. I would have to retake a class. I'm a very bad driver. Yeah. Well, well they work. teach that out there because, I mean, there's so many people that don't know how to drive in LA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Teach yeah I'll to have to take a driving class <laughs> for sure. For sure. <laughs> That's great. Driving uh, in a Kansas parking lot is not the same as... No, yeah. the traffic there. Although it's a lot of stop, go, stop, go, stop, go, stop, go. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that'd be better for me. Yeah. Because I definitely, like, if I see someone driving next to me and it, like, startles me, I pull the wheel. Yeah, you might be I, okay then. I'm 
really bad. I've driven in LA traffic, so okay. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah, it's more of that. Like fuck you, get out. You know, like yeah, yeah. It's kind of like here, but different. It's because they have more highways and yeah, yeah, yeah. and nuts. But yeah. uh, but we are getting close to the end of the time. My okay, friend. yeah, I know. Doesn't it seem like it flies by? Well, I just feel like I yapped about myself. But that's too what you're much. supposed to do. That's <laughs> it's all about you. I'm getting to know you. And yeah. Know well, what show. about you? What, who's on your shirt? This this is uh, Charmander. This is my Pokemon friend Charmander, and I've caught him, and he now stays upon me. And wasn't that past the, wasn't were we a little too old for Pokemon? No, we weren't never too old for okay. Pokemon. Maybe I just no, I, my little brother was. my little brother did Pokemon. Like he played Pokemon and so I oh, liked okay. it with him. Okay. because uh, uh, he didn't really have like a real good I admired it. I never got it. Yeah. There was a lot of stuff I, I was Peter Macy would get this. Yeah, yeah. I was obsessed <laughs> with the animation turn ups like Chuck Jones animation. Yeah. And so I didn't like stuff that didn't look like that. Now yeah. I'm wondering if I missed a really cool thing. No, yeah, he's got a true. what is it, fire on his tail? Yeah. That's badass. Yeah, he's a fucking knight. He's anyway, a of fire. Sorry, it's no, it's good. Uh, no, I was gonna say uh, now's the chance for you to ask me a couple questions oh, if you want to. So there's the one question. I do, yeah, Boom. yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, uh, what else? How many tattoos do you have? This is all oh, stuff wow. I found out. Uh, we hadn't seen each other in how many years before you moved uh, out here? Before, well, I had come in 2010. Yeah, and I saw you for like a second, brief, brief second, yeah, brief yeah, second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, before that, it had been since high school, so a number of years, and then even between yeah. 2010 and 2014. So a lot. I changed a lot. Yeah, from yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I got a lot of tattoos in the last couple of years. Yeah, uh, so one, there are two, decent ones too. Like four, five, six, seven, yeah. eight, nine, ten. What does that say in your arm there? I actually this never says, asked you anything. Uh, what is a weed? A plant whose virtues have not yet been discovered. Waff Waldo Emerson. Okay. And this one is. Uh, do not go where there. Uh, do not go where the path may lead. Go instead where there is no path and leave a trail. What Ralph Waldo Emerson? So okay, yeah. cool. So they're really like inspirational. Like you know, these are the two things that I feel like being a literature person and uh, being influenced by the transcendentalists. Like that they told you like don't follow to conformity. Go do yeah. your own thing. You know, yeah. like, don't trust other people's words. Yeah, yeah. And also, it's kind of a pot reference, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And trail mix comes from trails. Exactly. And that's I'm the, and usually what so I much high. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, cool. yeah, I got those and then uh, just some other random, some fun stuff. I don't know. I think I have like 13. So like you that. don't know how many tattoos you have? I have no that's idea. insane. Because yeah. there's quite an investment, right? Yeah. Well, uh, at some point, I got started getting them really cheap. Okay. Because I had... Did they start losing quality? <laughs> no, 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 the quality went up. I was getting them from an... Uh, I got a Costco mine. tattoo. Yeah. I got them in bulk. D- bulk, yeah, bulk tattoos. I still... They owe me three. Mm-hmm. Um, a friend of mine was an apprentice. So she was getting better, but as, as an apprentice... I think of Mickey Mouse, I'm sorry. <laughs> Mickey okay. Mouse. Just like the source of apprentice. <laughs> yeah. This is how I grew up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but she, like, this was the first... Uh, the one on my wrist, this uh, Carpe Diem was like the first one that she ever gave me. Why would you put a watch on it? You got a great tattoo. Ah, uh, you know, just watch. Just a... Uh, know what time it is right. yeah, yeah. Uh, then she did the one on my elbow this was her first elbow ever this is the first elbow she ever tied to touch wow yeah and then this one and then uh, she did uh, the writing she actually went in and found writing by Emerson and copied okay. his name I mean she put time I thought I recognized Emerson Penn yeah, yeah. So I was pretty sure it was really close uh, she did my chest piece she did the ones on the back of my leg it's a rose with a straight razor through it um yeah, she actually did most of the work on my oh, body. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, uh, but she did it for a really good price because she's an apprentice. When she stopped being an apprentice, she had to raise her prices. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but she still gave me a pretty good, pretty good deal on yeah. it. So uh, no, I mean like, uh, do you I, regret any tattoos? Is there one that you're I like, could live mm-hmm. without the one on my neck? That's my favorite one. Exactly. That's the it's the craziest. Because that's the one, one that makes me like, say that at one point you really yeah. didn't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <I laughs> but know. no, no, because you look cool. It's, it's actually a good tattoo. At least it's not like a. Like a heart with an arrow through it. Yeah. Like, I like that eye. What is that from? Uh, this is from uh, just a flash tattoo that a guy had that he just, like... I really, there. I actually really yeah. genuinely like that tattoo. No, it's, it's very it, cool. it's, it, it's a great tattoo, but it should be in a different place. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. So, yeah. But I would yeah. say since it's there, wear it with pride, because it's cool. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I actually think our audio got fucked up, which is no good. Oh, no. I know. Um... That's not going to be helpful at all. Yep, the whole thing fucking froze. Um, maybe we'll get the audio on the camera. I'll have to talk to my technician, Dale, about that, but I think we okay. should have to wrap it up so we can sure. see what kind of technological fuck-ups we have. When did it stop? When did it... Uh, it stopped in about 50 minutes, but the problem is is that I can't save it because my computer froze. So... Oh, so it might just be gone. It might be. 
we'll have well, to figure that out later. But we do. There's audio on this. Maybe we can scrap it from there. Okay. Who fucking cares? Okay. This is great. And if we have to it redo it, we'll fucking redo yeah, it. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. It's just like a regular <laughs> conversation. I do like this whole interview thing. Yeah. So, I like. I like holding this. Like, good morning right? today. Good morning. Well, thanks a lot. Uh, hopefully, this all makes it. If not, we'll fucking cut it and edit it and revamp it. And I don't even know anymore. Yeah. Goddamn so- technology, Dale. Where are you when I need you? Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank I appreciate you. It's great. Thanks. Uh, can you take out the trash? Yeah, I'll take out the trash. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that fucking computer. <laughs>